the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello, South Texas. This is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to this program entitled Church of the Week. And what we have found out is that uh, a good portion of our listeners is uh, uh, love, well, everyone loves the Lord, mostly everyone that, that listens to us, but uh, a good portion of our listeners uh, don't have a home church. They don't have someone that they can go to and shake hands and say, hey, this is my pastor, and I'm praying for you, pastor, and thank you for teaching me the word today, pastor. They can't see them uh, face-to-face. Um, a lot of our listeners are listening here on radio, getting their, their daily bread via media such as radio and television. And so what we've done with this uh, Church of the Week program is that we, have, we are bringing you every week a different ministry here in our local community to encourage you to be a part of the local church, the local community church. And we want you to go in there and get to know the pastor and get to know the people that make up the church, the body of Christ there, so that you too can be a part of that uh, fellowship. So uh, today we have in studio a uh, pastor and apostle and prophet, and he's a fivefold minister <laughs> here, uh, Pastor Vance Ruffle, Russell, excuse me, Pastor Vance Russell that uh, is in Austin. He also has a church here in San Antonio and uh, an international ministry as well. So, Pastor, we want to welcome you to the studio. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, before we get into the ministry, I know you've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and I want to talk about some deeper issues here as well that that you can uh, uh, you can talk to us about. But I, I want to first of all kind of introduce you, or you introduce yourself rather. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, kind of how you ended up on the scene. Well, my wife and I were business people in uh, Austin for 25 years, and God called us out of the business community and uh, directed us to begin a church in Austin called Arise at this time, or at that time, Arise Christian Fellowship, mm-hmm. and that was 23 years ago. And uh, uh, we just started with my wife and I and two children, and and uh, it grew to a substantial ministry in Austin, and then uh, about four years ago, we felt led to come to San Antonio, and mm-hmm. uh, we've been here now for four years. We've had our own local church here in San Antonio for about uh, about a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, so you're not from Texas? Are you a, a born? From, born in Kerrville, Texas. Okay. I'm, I'm Texas all the way through. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, uh, just been here all my life. My yeah. wife uh, was born and raised in Pensacola, Florida, or Milton, Florida, right out of Pensacola. Okay. And I was in the Navy there for almost four years, and that's where I met her. And of course, lied to her and told her I was a I was a, a, in college, and <laughs> and that was the only way I could get her, you know. Yeah. But we've been married this September, be forty years. All right, congratulations! Have two children, that's awesome. a grandchild. So yeah, very cool. So at what point was it uh, during your single days or after you had gotten married that you knew you were going to be going into full time ministry? Well, I knew all my life. At the age of six years old, I was actually, I felt called into the ministry. Wow. And uh, um, even though my parents were not 
Christian or they didn't go to church. They they loved God, but they just, you know, uh, they were backslidden, basically. That's a tender age. I mean, how does a six-year-old know? Well, I just, I don't know. I just knew. And uh, when I was in the Navy, my wife and I were talking one day, and she said, well, honey, what do you want to do, you know, for the rest of your life? And I said, well, I'm probably going to wind up being a pastor, but I, um, I'm i willing to do whatever, you know. And at that time, I didn't know the Lord that well. Mm. And, and she said, of course, all of her life, her parents raised her up to not marry a pastor. <laughs> and she, uh, exactly she said, she well, <laughs> yeah, she said, well, I'm not real sure that I want to do that. And I said, well, we'll, we'll work it out. And that's when we went, we went into business and, and was quite successful wow. at it in, in Austin. And then one day I just went to her and I said, baby, we're going to have to answer the call of God. And, uh, I feel like that there's a tribe of people that God's called me to, and I have to answer the call. Are you with me? And she said yes, and that's that was the rest of the story. Pastor, I want you to talk about that experience of the transition for a moment, because I just know that there are some people out there right now that are at that very place right now, that they feel the tugging of the Holy Spirit yeah. to get deeper into the things of the Lord and, and uh, they're, they're, have a calling for ministry but they have this pull from the world and the things that they know, things that they've been comfortable with in business. What are some great words of advice that you might give someone that might be in in that position today? One of the greatest things that really helped me was uh, realizing that I would never be in authority if I wasn't willing to submit to authority. Mm. So in order for me to make the transition to uh, from business into church. And, of course, in 1990, 1989, 1990, the only way to be a pastor was to be at full time. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't, you know, you couldn't run a business and be a pastor at that time. You had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our, my business was a multimillion-dollar corporation, and we made quite a bit of money, and it was a hard decision to mm-hmm. make. Well, what, what, am I going to do this the rest of my life, or will I decide to go God's way? The transitional moment of coming out of uh, the business community into the church community was a hard decision. But when I look back, it was the best decision that I've ever made. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say that uh, making hard decisions for God are going to be easy. They're not, it's not easy. Right. But when you make the decision and you make that transition, it's the best thing you'll ever do. Amen. And looking back at it, I really wish that I had done this 40 years ago and not messed with, you know, money's money. And, and we had beautiful homes and we had beautiful cars and we did all kinds of things. I, I could write checks without worrying about where the money came from. Now it's a little different, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I look at my life, I look at the peace. I look at the joy of the Holy Spirit that's in my life, and I really feel so uh, at joy in my heart about the decision that I've made. Pastor, you have an opportunity on a daily basis to speak the Word of God and minister to people and see not only a life change, but an entire family and generations to come completely transformed. How can you ever put a price on that? Can't. I mean, you, can't, you just can't put a dollar no. sign. That is just... It's phenomenal. It's beyond gold. And that's the peace. That's yeah. the joy of ministry. Because, you know, when I, 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 many times I see people come into the congregation and, 
you just see this spiritual death yeah. that's on them, and it breaks your heart. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about the prophetic, for an example, because it can get into the hard areas of a person's life, and it can crack it open. And then true life begins to come, and we'll have these same people come back the next week to visit or to be part of our service. Mm -hmm. And you just see life. You see joy, and you see something that you didn't see before. And to me, uh, Mark, that's that's the most joyous thing in the world. It's amazing. Now, let's talk about that a little bit, because your your church, you have a church in Austin. You have one that you established here in San Antonio not too long ago. Uh, and I know that your ministry is very prophetic. Now, the majority of our people that are listening uh, understand what a pastor does. Right. Uh, they understand what a teacher does. Mm-hmm. They, they understand what an evangelist does. Mm-hmm. But I believe that there's a, it kind of gets a little blurry right. when it becomes to the, the prophet and the, the apostle. apostle. Mm-hmm. And so I want to I ask if you can please just kind of expound on that a little bit. I what can. is the prophetic and what is the apostolic and how, how does that work? Well, first of all, I think the best way to explain it would be to turn to Scripture. Uh, In Ephesians 4.11, it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, uh, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, It's pretty readily available to accept pastors, teachers, and evangelists. But why can't we accept apostles and prophets? Mm -hmm. So I think one of the biggest uh, obstacles that my wife and I have faced over the years is trying to explain what an apostle and a prophet is. The best way I can explain it, Mark, is that an apostle really is a father. He has a father's heart. And he really, uh, like, I don't know, do you have a, uh, children? Yes, I've got two boys. Well, would you ever, would you ever not want to promote your children? I always want to promote my children. Always want to promote them. I always want to let them stand on your shoulder to see further than you've ever Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. Well, that's what an apostle does. He, he wants to promote his kids. He wants to father them and love them and care for them. And uh, he wants to make sure that the very best for those for their son, his sons and daughters or her sons and daughters will grow to be the the best they could possibly be in God. From my from my perspective, that is the best definition of an apostle. Mm-hmm. Um, many use the apostolic title as uh, to usurp power and authority and try to uh, create venues whereby. Um, they're promoted, and one of the things that that we try to stay away from mm-hmm. is using the title apostle to control and manipulate people mm-hmm. into doing things our way. Yeah. Uh, so from an apostolic perspective, the best definition is that their fathers and their mothers that have a desire to promote their children, very to good. love them, to care for them, and to give them the very best that they could possibly have. From a prophetic perspective, uh, a prophet is more directional. Mm-hmm. He, they give a, prof- a prophetic directional word many times. And uh, one of the things that has always just literally blown my mind about the title of a prophet is that you you really can't operate in the prophetic dimension if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You've got to have that intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, in Amos 3.7, it says, I'm paraphrasing, that um, God 
will do nothing without first conferring with his friends, the prophets. Mm. And I thought about that over and over. And I thought, now, the God of the universe, creator of all things, won't do anything without first conferring with his friends, the prophets. That confers or that conveys to me the the point of relationship. So from a prophetic perspective, uh, again, we're not here to promote a vessel. We're not here to build a ministry. We're here to convey the unadulterated, pure word of God. And we're here to help people, again, grow in Christ. That's the purpose of the prophetic. It's not to make a name. It's not to make someone feel good about themselves. It's not designed to uh, create flows of money stream. It's really to promote the voice of God, to help create uh, a venue of relationship between the hearer and the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is it, Pastor, that um, <clears throat> sometimes people, they believe, okay, God speaks to me because I hear that still small voice inside of me. God speaks to my spirit. God speaks to me through visions. God speaks to me through dreams. But why is it difficult for some people to say God can speak through me to a, through a prophet? Well, again, I, I think it has to do with the fact that it's, there's been wrong teaching mm-hmm. about the prophetic. And one of the things that I love about where my wife and I are presently, we've been under Bishop Bill Hammond's covering for 23 years. Excellent man. Yeah. And he is a just a fabulous man of God yeah. and is known as the father of the modern-day prophetic right. movement. Uh, he's written several books. Uh, he's brought forth several seminars. He has had... He and I have had personal discussions about the prophetic. Uh, I believe that uh, most of the reason why people don't really receive the prophetic is because they've not been properly taught. Mm-hmm. And what we do at Arise sometimes, uh, well, not sometimes, many times we have workshops uh, that we put on that helps explain the prophetic. Now, let me say this to you, Mark. Um, when we're training people, in the prophetic, we can't train people to be a prophet. Right. You, you can't do that. That's an anointing from God. Yes. But we can help people with etiquette. We can help them with uh, the language mm-hmm. uh, of how to convey something that they might see. For an example, in your mind's eye, you may see a, a chalice with, with fluid flowing out of it, and, and it runs down and off the table and onto the ground. Well, how would you portray that? Mm. Uh, prophetically. Well, it might be something like this, and if I, I'm going to use your name if it's all sure. right. I would say something like this. Mark, I see by the Spirit that the Lord is filling you up, and you're overflowing into other areas to touch other people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's much like what you're experiencing right now with this radio program. God's filling you up, and it's flowing out through the airwaves, and it's touching people's lives and transforming them. That's a way to convey the prophetic message Mm -hmm. and do it in a way that it it literally exalts the one that's receiving the word, but more importantly, exalts the Father. Mm -hmm. And that we as prophets should never take credit for anything. It's always God. And if we ever find people that are trying to promote themselves in the prophetic, I would be dubious. Woe to the prophets. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, we so appreciate your ministry, uh, Pastor, because they're, um, I think they're, they're not too common. No. And uh, sometimes they're shunned, they're pushed away. Mm-hmm. 
but we appreciate you uh, teaching and um, and helping the body of Christ go deeper into the things. Right. Um, and, and so we just want to thank you for that. You've been listening to uh, Pastor Vance Russell. Uh, he is uh, he is uh, the minister, uh, the pastor over at Rise Family Church uh, with two locations, one in Austin. The address is uh, 12129 North FM 620, Suite 650 in Austin. Uh, Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Every first and third Wednesday, they meet in the evening, and uh, the first Friday uh, of every month, they have a prophetic service. They also have a second location here in San Antonio, uh, Arise Family Church, that meets at 4218,000 Oaks uh, here in San Antonio. uh, Services are Saturday at 5 p.m., and they also meet here on Wednesdays on the second and the fourth Wednesday of every month. Um, you were speaking, uh, Pastor, about uh, about some of the workshops and different uh, types of events that you have like that, and I know that you've got one coming up, uh, Kingdom Connection. Please um, tell us all about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Kingdom Connection is a yearly summit that we're going to be putting on in Austin and San Antonio. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> our, our vision is to uh, create a venue by which uh, these very powerful prophetic and apostolic gifts can come in and speak directly to San Antonio. Uh, September the 14th through the 16th, we've got Bishop Bill Hammond coming, uh, which again is our covering. We have George Akaluna, or Akalanu from London, England. He is one of my sons and actually is under us, has a church there called Arise Metropolitan Assembly and uh, is renowned through uh, the nations of the world. He'll be ministering on uh, Saturday night, Bishop on Friday night, and then uh, both Debbie and I will be ministering pretty much all day on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday at 2.30, we're we're kind of increasing the time so that church people have an opportunity to go to their churches, but then at 2.30 they can come Sunday to be part of us on the uh, 16th, and then on Monday, the 17th, at uh, 9.30 a.m. until 12, we're going to have what we call It's Time for Texas, and Bishop Bill Hammond will be addressing uh, the gathering uh, of of faithful ministers, I should say, uh, at that meeting, and we're looking forward to seeing what God has, and then after he does his uh, ministry, and it'll, I'm sure, be apostolic and prophetic. Uh, we've got our prophetic teams of about 20. We'll have about anywhere from 18 to 20 teams of three people that will be ministering to every person uh, that would de- desire to receive a prophetic word. Excellent. So the 14th <coughs> through the 16th of September, that's for the open to the general public? Correct. And the 17th is specifically for five-fold ministries? And leaders okay. of the body of Christ. Okay. That's correct. Very good. Let's let's talk a little bit about the church, uh, mm-hmm. both in uh, Austin and San Antonio. Tell us a little bit. I know obviously, we've been talking about the prophetic and the apostolic, but um, tell us about uh, just the culture of the church. Uh, what can someone expect when they walk in? Is it all... Is, is someone going to be scared? Oh, prophetic. Uh, I don't want to go there because it's going to be a little freaky. Uh, just kind of maybe bring some of those walls down and tell us about the church itself. Well, first of all, we have, like you say, the church in Austin and, and in San Antonio. And they're too diverse. They're two different churches. Yeah. You, you would think that because we're so close that the church in Austin would be much like the church in San Antonio or vice versa. And unbelievably, we found, even though San Antonio is the seventh largest city in the nation, 
we found that San Antonio is a, has a very family-oriented atmosphere. Yes. And Austin has more of a corporate feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're too diverse, two separate kind of churches. Uh, when you walk into our church facility, you're going to find warmth and immediate acceptance mm-hmm. and love. Uh, you won't have to go too far into the front door before someone saying, may I introduce myself to you? And uh, could we welcome you here, and we're so glad you're with us. Uh, we try to really let people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may prophesy during a service. We may not. We may move in a gift of uh, uh, ministry. We may have worship. Uh, our whole persona is that we want to have a move of the Spirit uh, yeah. uh, in our services. So we really try to get away from structure to, well, let me rephrase that. We like structure. We embrace structure. <clears throat> but we try not to uh, let structure um, uh, eliminate the presence of God. Right. So we really want God's presence. And uh, we find that when people come in with heavy laden burdens, when they leave, they don't have them anymore. And I think that is a real beautiful testimony of our church. Pastor, if I was, if you and I had just met for the first time, and I don't know the first thing about the Bible, I really don't know too much other than I've heard of this Jesus that died on the cross. And yeah, and I know that there's a God, I believe that there's a God, but I don't really know much about the Bible, the scripture, the prophetic, the apostolic. I don't, I don't know much about the fivefold ministry. Uh, and I'm thinking, well, I just kind of want to go sit in the back of a church service somewhere and I, you know, I don't really want to get too deep. How, how, can, how can you draw somebody like that into? Because I know that the stuff that, that you guys are in really challenge us mm-hmm. and, and to deeper levels of understanding of the Scripture. How can we bring someone that doesn't know really the first, how to get to first base to get into, a, uh, into your church and, yeah. and say, come check it out? Well, we try not to be intimidating, Mark, at any level. And we surely don't try to make people feel like that they're less than. Yeah. And I don't care if a person comes in with no shoes on yeah. uh, and is homeless and they have no understanding of God whatsoever. We still receive them mm-hmm. and we love them and we love them for right where they are. We don't expect them to be something more than what they are. Yeah. And we don't expect them to understand the things of God at any level. And so what we do is just love them, yeah. and we try to convey to them they're, that they're accepted yeah. and that they're received. Amen. You know, I think it's important that uh, we not only introduce Jesus Christ, which obviously is the best oh, yeah. gift of all, but to then disciple them. Oh, no doubt about and it, Mark. get them to grow in oh. their spiritual gifts. Because I, I, I think you and I, Pastor, have seen so many people that have been uh, in church oh, yeah. for you know decades but have roots an inch deep. Oh, yeah. And they bear no spiritual fruit. They don't right. even understand what the fruit of the Spirit is, nothing like that. Um, you know, we need to be discipled. That's, that's what we've been told to do, go out and to disciple. To disciple. Yeah, and so that, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. In well, really. you have to, you, Mark, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but no, you, no, you no. have to make sure that you do it in a way that doesn't make people feel that we're doing it in a self-righteous manner. Yeah. That we're we're really we have to convey it in a way that the people go, boy, he really they really feel like that that 
they love I, re, I feel like they love us and yes. that they care and that they want us to to grow spiritually yeah. but we do it we want them to do it at their uh, uh, rate of speed not at ours yes and that's where we've gotten into trouble in the past where we try to you know make people do something and coerce <laughs> them so to speak because we know what's best for them yeah uh, ultimately and spiritually we know what's best for them yeah but it's how we get them there. Mm-hmm. That's the key. And we have to help them, you know, get to that place of spiritual maturity. Yeah. You know, uh, we're quickly running out of time, yeah. but maybe in the next uh, 60 seconds or so, if possible, is it possible to, to explain to us a little bit about the difference of the spiritual uh, oh. atmosphere in San Antonio versus Austin? We're just, what, 60 miles, 70 oh, yeah. miles away? Well, it's about 75 miles. Yeah. I've made, made that trip okay, numerous yeah. times. <laughs> you, you would know. <laughs> Well, in Austin, we have, there are principalities that exist over cities and over regions. Mm -hmm. And in Austin, we have the God of the sacred intellect. And we have a corporate feel that exists over Austin. In San Antonio, we have what we call a religious spirit. And it's been here since the birthing of San Antonio. Mm. And the issue is, uh, from our perspective, we, we're trying to reintroduce people to Christ and not to a mannerism or to a tradition. And I think if you were to compare the two, San Antonio is such a family-oriented city. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, we had a 2.30 service on Sunday uh, for about a year, and I We just didn't grow, and I I knew that there was a problem because we weren't growing, Mm -hmm. and I said, Lord, what is this? And I just felt the Lord tell me that the reason we're not growing is because we're cutting into the very time frame Mm -hmm. that families like to come together and be together on Sunday. So that's why we changed to Saturday night, and we've seen an exponential growth from that. So the two different cities, San Antonio family-oriented, Austin corporate oriented. Wow. Well, we have given you uh, tons and tons of information today from the apostolic and the prophetic and this workshop that's coming up in September. Uh, I know that you probably didn't get a chance to capture it all. So why don't, why don't you, uh, Pastor, give us uh, some information. How can people find out more about whether it's the <laughs> September meeting or about your church in Austin or San Antonio or just about the ministry uh, in general, give us a phone number, website, uh, different information. Our about. website is uh, Um uh, You can go out there. You'll find three buttons. You'll find one for Austin. You'll find one for San Antonio, and you'll find one for the international. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hit one of those buttons, and we have three websites in one, and it'll direct you. Uh, our phone number is 512-451-8260. Uh, my email address is vance at ariseministries.com. Uh, you'll be able to get in touch with us at, at one one direction or one place or another. And uh, we just look forward to seeing whomever uh, come and visit us from this interview. Well, if nothing else, if you didn't capture any of that information, you might be driving or something. When you get back to a computer, just search Arise Ministries, uh, and uh, you'll be sure to find them. Uh, Apostle, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time, and we uh, bless you and your ministry in Jesus' name. Thank you, Mark. We do All right, thank you, everybody else, for uh, joining us today on uh, this segment of, uh, of Church of the Week. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church 
If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.